is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, November 19th, 2019, season 15, episode number 85. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's gumbo day. We got a lot of topics to hit. We're going to jump all around, uh, give these guys some questions to answer on the Cowboys. And we want to hear from you guys. You guys give us a call. Number is 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. You can also hit us on Twitter. You can hit my account. It's a little flooded right now, so I'm going to try to get to them. But Why? feel free. No, I'm not going to talk. But you can hit me on my Twitter account, at Derek Eagleton. Uh, I'll take some questions that way as well. Let's jump right in. Let's talk a little bit about the NFC East right now. Cowboys are at the top of the NFC East at 6-4. and four. They face the New England Patriots this week at New England. Philly at 5-5 five and five, uh, will be facing Seattle. I've asked this question. I keep asking it every week, and I want to ask it again in this show to start things off. What's your level of comfort as far as where the Cowboys are that they win the NFC East after what happened last week? The Eagles take a loss, Cowboys get a win, and then this week, Cowboys are facing a much tougher opponent. The Eagles still have a tough opponent as well. You win this game, like I've been predicting for a while, and the Eagles lose to the Seahawks, and I think it's all but clinched. Really? Yeah. What do you mean, really? Uh, like, you just go on the road to the stadium big. where nobody wins and beat the best team in the league, <laughs> and you peasy. clinch the division. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, those two things would happen. Then yeah, you made it seem like I was crazy for saying really. Like there's a lot more football that has. You have a whole another month. Five and, five and six. It'd be seven and four. You got a two game lead on them. Yeah, but Philly's still oh, you're plays assuming New York they're going to lose twice? this weekend. And Washington? No, I'm, I'm saying, and I'm not, Miami. I'm not talking, and Miami. I'm not talking about Miami's on a roll. I'm not talking <laughs> about uh, that. Yeah. About just, you know, just in general. Those two things have to happen. You lose to Seattle. You're saying they lose Seattle. Yeah. Cowboys win in New England. It's all but done. Pretty much. No. Tell me, tell me that it well, wouldn't be the case. I, mean, I, 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 okay, I will. Well, um, actually, I was gonna. Go, that go was actually he, because he, he pushed us right into the next question because I was gonna say, okay, let's ifs. look at let's look at ifs. what the Cowboys have here over the next five weeks. You They're just at, beat the champs. I, I get it. They're at New England, but then they, then they turn they around and lose Buffalo to the Bears. Team like that's what the home, Cowboys do. And then they go to Chicago, who's four and six. That's the easiest of these five. Yeah. Then that. they play the Los Angeles Rams, who are now six and four. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Philadelphia Eagles at Philly. That's now five and five. So that's a pretty tough stretch there, right? Let's let's like really walk through it. Mm-hmm. So let's say let's say the Eagles lose to the Seahawks and the Cowboys beat the Patriots. So seven and four, five and six. Mm-hmm. Then the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving against a Bears team that would be in the playoff. I mean, sorry, no, Bills Buffalo. team yeah. that would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. They're seven and three, I believe. Seven and three. Not saying the Cowboys can't beat them, but that's not an easy it's game. Not an easy game. Uh, Chicago in December. It's a tough thing to do. I don't care how good or bad the Bears are. Josh Split them. Oh, okay, even still. Split those then. Uh, eight and five. The Eagles beat the Dolphins okay. to climb to six and six. Okay. The Eagles will beat the Giants at home to climb to eight and six. Mm-hmm. So then the Cowboys. Oh, they just get to eight and six. Or do, oh, seven and six. Okay. I'm sorry. So the Cow. Eight and five, seven and six. Okay. 
Then the Cowboys play the Rams. Okay. And the Eagles play the Redskins. That's a win. That's a win of all wins. So you, it'll yeah. come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Eight and six. Even if the Cowboys beat the Bears, then it's eight and six versus nine and five, and the Cowboys go to the link. Like right. I don't. It, so the, the Eagles are still right there, mm-hmm. and it all comes down still to that game. And this is all predicated on the Cowboys beating the Patriots in Gillette Stadium, which I'm not saying they can't do, but would be very, very impressive. Right. So and really, like I don't think you're silly for thinking that. But even if the even if what you suggest happens on Sunday, Cowboys win, Eagles lose, I don't think the NFC East is remotely close to being decided. I, I just you the thing that you put in there was the Eagles getting hot, getting on a roll, and all that. And I understand that their their schedule is is not. I mean, it is favorable for them, but they they would be a five and six football team going in there and trying to do that and. What they have shown is for over the most over the last I would say ten years or so. I understand they won a Super Bowl, but they they will tank towards the end of the year. They've done that for the most part. So I I, I just don't think that they'll. I mean, if they got down two games, that's going to be really hard for them to come back because they're going to have to basically run the table to get there. Now that schedule shows that they could, but they're I mean. They haven't proven that they could do that. All right, so let's look at those five games. Those next five games the Cowboys have at New England, against Buffalo, at Chicago, against the Rams, and at Philly. How many of those games do you think realistically the Cowboys win? Danny. How many games is that? That's five. 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 The next five I've... games, how many do you think they win? I'm I'm going between two and three. I think this could be the time they beat the Rams. And for some reason, just for following the Cowboys and being a fan, I really wouldn't be surprised if they go in and they beat New England. It just it seems like a very Cowboys thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard somebody say it on the radio, a national guy say it on the radio, that would be such a Cowboys right? thing to do. Right? It sounds like right. a Cowboys thing to do. I think I don't know yet between Bills and Bears. Mm-hmm. That's where I think they really could split. So I'm going to say two to three. Two to three. Dave? I'm going to say they win three of those, I think. i I'm not going to pick them to beat the Patriots. I hate to spoil the Friday show. Sorry. Uh, I know it would be a Cowboys thing to do, but also, I don't know. To some, like that is it's like that's like snowballing into the narrative where it's like you know somebody's like, oh, that would be such a Cowboys thing to do, and it's funny, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah and maybe. like you're not even really thinking about the actual matchup. You're just like, well, that's that's what they do, so that's what they're going to do, and I'm not ready to say that. I think so. No, I don't think they beat the Pats. Um, but you know, three, they can beat the Bills at home. They can beat the Bears, and and between the Bills and the Rams, like they'll probably they'll split those two games. And then the Cowboys own the East. That's the thing is like as as middling and unpredictable as I think this team has been. The Cowboys own the East. I have every confidence that they can go up to Lincoln Financial Field and beat the Eagles. Which and that, it seems like that's what it's going to come down. And that's, to, right? I mean, I would, I would bet a paycheck that the East will be decided by that game. All right, Nick. Well, you know, three. If they win three games, I mean, I don't know why you stopped at five because it's it goes to six. And does it? Well, that's the thing. If they go three and two, they'll go four and two. You know, yeah, if I they go you. two and three, they'll go three and three. They're going to probably win that last game against yeah. the Red And I, I, really, it was only because I wanted to look at the teams that are the most that this five game stretch. You're looking at teams that are all good teams. Maybe some not playing as well as others, like the right. Bears, but they're still a good team. Well, just remember though, the, the, you know, you're talking about the Eagles having these games that they're definitely going to win. Well, if that's the case, the Cowboys have got that one too. So that last one, yeah, ten and six. If, if you if they go three and two, like Dave just suggested in that five games, they'll probably be the Redskins. Four and two. That's ten. 
ten and six. You're looking at a five and five Eagles team right now that you know they have to, you know, if if they they run the table, they're gonna have to run the table to get to eleven and five to obviously beat the Cowboys there. Tiebreaker wise, though, they you know if they just finish ten and six and one of those losses is not against the NFC East, like if they lose to the Seahawks yeah. and then run the table, yeah. They would probably win the division, right? Because of the tiebreaker would go head to head, which would be split. Division record, which would be sp- split. Same, yeah. And then they, I think the NFC East record, and then they, they're probably going to have that. You mean NFC record? NFC, I mean, right. NFC. Cowboys record. have lost a lot of NFC games. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to have. Outside to, of the NFC East. And they're yeah. going to have to come, you know, beat Seattle. Well, I mean, if they lost to Seattle, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, we're getting ahead, but I just, this is a, this is a chance to really. This is the the team that the Eagles could lose to, and the Cowboys. You know, if you beat the Patriots, then you know parade talks are going to come back up again. Like, where <laughs> are we going to do this? So, okay. So, behind, besides the Philly game, which game do you think is the most important game for them to win? Of those five I mentioned, the Eagles. I'm sorry, the I, I was not meaning the Patriots. I was meaning to say besides okay. the Eagles game. I we all know how important that game is. Besides the Eagle game, is there another game here that you like? They really need this game for whatever reason. It could be because of tie breaks. It could also be because of just mentally, if they lose this game, it would be so devastating for them to lose, right? So it could be whatever reason. What do you think is the most important game for them to win outside of the Philadelphia game? Maybe the Rams just because they've run all over the Cowboys however many times they've played the last year, year and a half. Okay. And I don't know. I think it's also fun when you get to see the comparisons of quarterbacks. I like seeing when we play the Eagles and Dak with Wentz and – Dak with uh, Goff, and so I think that could be an important game for the win for the for the mental aspect mm-hmm. of getting over that hump of just getting destroyed by the Rams whenever you've played them. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but as long as they don't, it, they could lose these next two games and fall to six and six, and and that would make them one and three against the AFC East, which is bad. But as long as they don't lose any more NFC games, I don't care. I mean, I don't care is a strong way to phrase it, but the NFC is more important. The Bears are probably out of it, if I had to guess, but the Rams are right there in the wild card hunt. And again, your NFC record. I mean, if you can beat those two teams, you salvage that, throw in division wins against the Redskins and Eagles. I mean, as I mean, if I had to pick, I want NFC wins over everything else. I mean, as silly as it sounds, it's the Redskins, really. Because that's that's what's going to keep your division record the way it is. I mean, that's one that you, they should be able to win, but I'm just saying those – you know, it's it's as important. We're kind of saying it's easy, but it is definitely but it's important. Definitely, yeah, I got it. And, and you know what Danny said, I, I agree with that. With the Rams, um, you could make the you could make the case with all of them, really. With with the Bears, you can have a long weekend after that. You know, you, you need to go out and get that win. If it doesn't go down like I am predicting against the Patriots, if they do lose to the you know the best team in the history of football and and, <laughs> and lose that game, coming back in four days and beating the Bills and beating a, a Finally beating a team with a winning record because they have not. Yeah. They have not beaten the team right now with a winning record. And that just they need to do that. And Bills would be sitting there and it would be a good win. It's always good. On the biggest the... stage, Thanksgiving. Sure. At home. I mean, you don't want to lose to the Bills. You don't want to lose to Cole Beasley coming in there and saucing it up on you. <laughs> Got a rap song for you about it. Here, here you go. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back from our break. Oh, Dave, did you give yours? Yes, I'm okay. just what oh, yeah, you win said, just in the NFC games. games. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Win them. All right, so we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit about Dak Prescott and whether he should legitimately be in the MVP conversation. And if not, what could happen down the stretch that could make maybe make him a part 
of that conversation. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Um, Let's jump in. We're going to talk about uh, Dak Prescott now. Um, Right now he's leading the league in passing yards with 3,221 uh, to me, having, I think, obviously the best career uh, season for, in his career. But I also think that if you start comparing it across the board to the other quarterbacks that are uh, in the league and certainly those that are being discussed as MVP candidates, I think he makes a favorable comparison in a lot of a lot of categories. The one that's noticeably not there is number of wins for yeah. the teams, which quarterbacks get saddled with. So question for you guys is, do you think that Dak should legitimately be in the MVP conversation? No, not, not right now. They're 6-4. and four. They're barely above 500, and they haven't had those signature wins. They hasn't been clutch in the fourth quarter. Uh, they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat, and they haven't beaten the teams that, that they need to beat. So, And I think he's got more help around him than some of those other guys. Having a great year, Pro Bowl year for sure, I wouldn't say he's the MVP of the league. See, that's actually, I think, that's that's my point that I keep coming down on is like, there's never any nuance when you try to have these arguments because, yes, I think he should be in the conversation. No, I would not vote for him to win MVP. Like, I mean, I think Trey Wingo said it last night on whatever their show is after Monday Night Football where he's like, he's on the short list of guys to talk about when you're talking about MVP. He's going to the New York for the highest. He, I mean, that's a great analogy. He's yeah, going like, there. I'm, I would be happy to invite him to New York. I'm not going to vote for him to win it. Not yet, at mm-hmm. least. I mean... For my money, Russell Wilson is not even and, – and you make a great point, Nick, that look at the help. I mean, Dak's got pro bowlers at three of his five line spots. He's got Zeke. He's got Amari Cooper. 
he's got a ton of help, whereas Russell Wilson is, oh my God. And he's just draw. I mean, he's just pulling rabbits out of his hat every week. That's why I, I don't know if I would, for that reason, and I look at help and all that, I, for what Lamar Jackson is doing in Baltimore and just kind of elevating them to That's, that too, he he would probably get my vote there. And and I heard the guy, I guess the guy on TV last night, or might have been Booger McFarlane, that we, he kept pushing for Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas. He is, is having a phenomenal and, season and, too. And yeah. when you can do that with different quarterbacks, that that right there just proves that you're the guy. You know, so that that's a good point too. But that's the thing. But he can still be in the conversation. That's every like the minute you say he should be in the conversation, people think you're advocating for him to win. It's not what I'm saying. Not yet, at least. No, but you look but at his numbers, and he's having an incredible career or, or season. He's leading the league in passing yards. He, his he's he's out of his mind. And you're right. He hasn't done enough to win them the games that they've won, and he hasn't pulled any of those like really tight ones out of the fire. Can you fast forward me like a whole week? Or not even no. a week, Monday morning. See how he does, yeah. If he outduels Tom Brady and he throws for you know three hundred yards and they win and on that they, defense, in that game, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now, now they're seven and four. They just beat the Patriots. Let's have a conversation, yeah, yeah. Now you can you can talk about not it. only okay. that, but then he turns around and his next two games after that are like the only game on Thanksgiving. Everybody in the world will be watching Thursday night football, Bears, yeah. Man, I feel like not everybody in the world watches Thursday night football, but it's the only game on on Thursday night. He has every opportunity in the world to really state his case. All right, so I'm going to throw this question at you. We did this back during training camp, Danny. You might not have remembered this because you weren't with us at that time. But here's what we talked about. We went through a whole list of quarterbacks in the NFL, and we said better or worse than Dak, right? I want to say, and you guys may correct me on this, I want to say Dak ended up somewhere around 12 to 15. Is that accurate? It was somewhere between. I thought nine was the answer. Was it? Nine or ten. Nine nine or ten better than him? Yes. I think it was nine or ten that were definitively better. And and then he was in that next. Okay. Yeah. So here's my question. (laughs) At this point, where does Dak come? We don't have to go through all the quarterbacks. Has he now gotten to top five, in your opinion, in the NFL? And, I'm, again, we have to go with just this year. I'm not talking about career because, obviously, then you start pulling in guys that, that have had long careers, have won Super Bowls, all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about this year, is he a top-five quarterback, how he's played in the NFL? I'm not ready to put him at five, in the five. Give me five that are better. Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Drew Brees this year? I, I mean, if, yeah. I, if, if we're playing one game with the universe on the line, yeah. that's what, I mean, that's like when I think about this, that's what I'm thinking. Like okay. One game to win the Super Bowl – you, you're picking like it's a playground. One game, okay. Drew, I'll take Drew Brees right now. If Rogers. that's the case, you're probably still going to take so, Brady, right? No, but he absolutely. hasn't had that yes. kind of year. Yeah. Yes, no, I wouldn't. And, I mean, Matt Ryan, guys like that. Like that's where it gets stuff. Really, what you're asking is, is he is he going to be in, a, in the Pro Bowl? I mean, is he an all uh, pro? Kind of. What, what I'm really trying to figure out is, based on how he's played this year. Is he a top five caliber quarterback? Well, That's really what that. I'm asking. Who's caliber. been the best quarterback this year? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson. Russell, those one one of those two. two. Yeah, what about Watson? Two. That's one and two. Watson's up there. I forgot but, about Deshaun. Yeah, but I he think should be Dak's up there. playing better than him, I think. Uh, overall, I would say they're about the same, in my opinion. They're about okay. at the same level, in my opinion. Okay, so we won't put them... Very and that's right now. and that's like even I don't put Lamar Jackson definitively above Dak here. Just 
Well, well I, I've, I've I've heard that before too. I mean, that, I mean, the, the, there is a changing dynamic to the quarterback position I mean, in the NFL. Deshaun no Watson, doubt about it. And, and also, I looked at this the other day. Top five offenses in the league. Top five offenses in the league have athletic, mobile quarterbacks. They happen to be African American, but I'm just saying. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, uh, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. The position is changing. Yeah, those guys changing. right there. Now they're throwing the ball. It's not like it's, you know no, Lamar's a different beast altogether. All but I don't think it's coincidence that those five guys are are mobile. They're mobile, but but I mean Mahomes is getting it done with his arm, and and so is Dak right, right. now, really. So and uh, Russell as well. Like Russell, yeah. Pro- Russell's probably the smartest quarterback. Yeah. That I've, I mean, he is but, just so smart in how he plays between the run, when he runs and when he yeah. doesn't, how he gets down. Like he is just a phenomenally smart quarterback. Probably your five right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Matt Ryan, but that's okay. Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, uh, Deshaun Watson. Like I know he's hurt, but Matt Stafford. Like all of those guys are really great quarterbacks that I would not definitively take over Dak right now. That's, There's a guy in Green Bay we're, we're leaving no, out mm-hmm. too. Oh, I kind of said him yeah, earlier. I mean, yeah, he's up there. He should okay. be up there. Rodgers. When we were talking about you were when Dave was saying you know those clutch moments, one game on the line. Yeah, I would take Rodgers. Rodgers, no, Brady. Okay. Rodgers, Brady. If you're Brees, a Cowboys fan, you can't help but do that, right? Mahomes, Wilson. I think those are the only five that I'm definitively ready to say. And then and take into account the fact that Brady's 41, Dak is 26 and a half. Like yeah. that's obviously important. I certainly. You know, if I'm building a team, I wouldn't take Tom Brady over Dak Prescott. Not even close. Okay, so that being said, if we all agree that he's in that 6-8 to eight range, right? If we can agree on that right now, based yeah. on where he is this season. Top 10 for sure. I personally said before the season, not having a contract doesn't really change anything. Ultimately, the amount of money he was going to get is what he's going to get, both on the Cowboys' side or on his side. I don't think he loses value. I don't think he necessarily gains value. But... The, the caveat that we're now seeing is that he's playing at a level where at least people are having the conversation about him as an MVP candidate. Right. Has he earned some money here? In your minds, are you, would you be want, if you were making that decision, would you be willing to pay him more money than you were willing to pay him three months ago? I would say yes. And when I see that, I see kind of what we saw in this last game specifically is when you don't have the run game, he can make the passing game work. And that was not consistent last year. And so I think seeing that jump from last year to this year and seeing that he can really carry this offense when he doesn't necessarily have Zeke to rely on to get the run game going for whatever reason that could be, that's why I think he's more deserving now than he was three months ago because we've seen he can make it work. Well, let me ask you this question. Real quick before you do that, I want to ask you this question. Is that – a situation, though, that maybe he's getting it to work because attention's being more paid to the running game. And if teams did the flip and said, "Okay, we're going to stop, we're going to play more coverage," could he still be able to move the offense if he didn't have a running game, or if he didn't, or if he's facing a team that was going to play a lot more coverage? Yeah, because there's a difference there, right? But but then he's still the quarterback that's handing the ball off to Zeke, and Zeke's the guy running it and all that. I mean, it is a classic pick your poison type of offense that they've got, and right now they're, they're they're killing him. But when you start talking about again, when you start talking about a guy like a Russell Wilson, if we're going to talk about categories mm-hmm. of quarterback, the difference with Russell Wilson is he doesn't have a big time running back. I mean, he has some good running backs. He doesn't have a big time running back, and he doesn't have huge receivers. Like he's got some good ones, not great receivers. So you look at it from that standpoint, and he's able to make that offense go. So you can pick your poison, but at the end of the day, that quarterback has the ability to beat well, you no I'm matter what. Well, I'm not trying to make him higher, you know, a higher paid quarterback than Russell Wilson because he he hasn't done what Russell has done in the postseason at all. Right. I don't know. I don't know why he, how his 
his agents can even argue that they will somehow, but I don't think they can. Well, they that's, that's where that's agents it, do. That's where it comes in, though. Is I don't really feel much differently about it, and I think that probably depends on where you were three months ago. Yeah. Three months ago, I said. Dak's going to get paid at or near the top of the market just because he's the next quarterback that's up, and that's how this works. Wait, Does it, though? Because Goff got a new deal. Wentz got a new deal. They were not at the top of the market. No, they were around that I, 32 I, range. I said at or near. Wait, and where, I mean, they come in at like third and fourth. Like Russ is at 35, and I think Ben is slightly below that. Keep in mind, Ben's deal is a lot different. It's like a two year deal because he's much older. So, in terms of like young guys, Dak certainly, just by nature of economics, he would have come in above Goff and Wentz. Like, if he had signed in August, he would have been above those guys. So I never had any beef with that. Now, if you're one of those people that was like, he needs to settle for 28 or 30 because that's who he is and he needs to shut up and be happy about it and blah, blah, blah. If you're one of those people, then he's absolutely lost or gained money over the last three months. Okay, so I'll – go ahead. Now – do I think from where I was thinking like eh, somewhere between 32 and 34, do I think he has earned more money to the point where now we're talking about like topping Russell Wilson, hitting the 40 mark that right. we all said was a joke? I want to see how this plays out. Would you give him 35 or 36? Right now? Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably. I probably because would. That, but that, I, I want to see that's the argument. Though. I want to see where the season goes. I want to see him do what he did against Detroit against Great teams. Right. And I want to see him will this team deep into the playoffs, not because nobody else around him is any good, but because he's that much better. Elevate your team. Elevate the you. team to a level the Cowboys haven't been to. Get him to the NFC Championship game, throw in for 350, 400. You can have 40 if you want it. Cut, I will say you this. Like. <laughs> yeah. I will say this, though. If you look at his trajectory, and we've talked about this a lot with Dak, from where he started to where he is now, every year he gets better. And better and better. Mm-hmm. And you look at guys like Russell Wilson, they'll start off their career and they may be in a situation where the team is really focused on having a great run game, focused on having a really good defense, and at some point it starts to flip. We may be right now witnessing that flip, that at some point, a year or two years from now, the Cowboys have to make the decision because all the money comes due that, yeah. hey, you know, maybe we can't invest as much as we invest in our offensive line or in our running back position. Maybe we need to really just focus on the fact that we're going to have a great quarterback. And he's starting to look more and more like, at some point, he may be that caliber of player. So getting him at 35 right now may actually end up being a bargain for you if he continues along this trajectory. We don't know that, but if he continues along this trajectory. But that's why a deal is probably not going to get agreed to right now. Like, True. I mean, the Cowboys might be like, yeah, okay, we'll pay we'll pay you 34 or 35 right now. And he's like, yeah, I know you will. But, but I want more. I want more. <laughs> and I got... Seven, six, seven, maybe more games to prove that I'm worth right. it. So things things did change. And I, I didn't personally think things would change much during the season. But I do think the way he's played, he certainly thinks, I'm sure his representatives thinks, think, thinks that things have changed and they will be negotiating under that. I think his floor has risen since the season started. Because, again, in August we were probably saying somewhere between 30 and 33. And yeah. now I'm like 34 is the absolute lowest I could ever see, but it'll probably be higher than that. Yeah, because yeah, he's outplaying the two guys that got those deals. That yeah. they're you know it's drastically. Really, it's Wentz really is Russell. Russell. It's well, Wentz huh? and and Goff. Yeah, those are the two guys that he's playing and and and, and outplaying right now. Right. All right, we're going to take our final break. We will come back. Let's get some questions. 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is the break. Oh! 
Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey, Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day, Dunkin' is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys' success from the sidelines. Head to Dunkin' and treat yourself to real victory because this season, Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day, too, with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to the break. All right, you need to come out to the star on Sunday. Yep. Especially when you find out who the host is. Yep. Who? Danny Sarek. Oh, our very own Danny Sarek. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So she just found out she's hosting it. You need to find out how to get here. I'm just kidding. She found out about an hour ago. Dallas Cowboys Maybe. Watch Party presented at eight by AT&T on Sunday, November 24th. It's going to be a festive game day atmosphere. On the Tostitos Championship Plaza at the Star in Frisco as the Cowboys take on the New England Patriots. Admission and parking are free. Visit the starinfrisco.com. 100% chance of rain. Just kidding. Yeah. It'll be fun. Some joke. I'm just you know, and I, really I, don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this on air, but I'm going to say it anyway just so mm. fans know. So I might get a call after this. But um, I, from what I hear, they're actually going to make this thing really, really cool. They're going to try to create, they recreate uh, all of the elements that they put in. If anybody's ever been to the, the AT to been to AT and T Stadium for games, all the elements that they put into the game really makes it a lot of fun. Between the the big board and the kind of stuff they put on the board, and how they have these special sounds for certain things that happen in the game. You know, the howl whenever Land Vander Esch does something special. They're going to do a lot of those kinds of elements. They're going to have a lot of people like uh, DCC and R&B dancers. And, I mean, just the whole night, it is going to be a pretty festive atmosphere. So if you got kids especially, like for adults, sometimes you just want the game. But if you got kids and they're into it and they need the extra excite- excitement for them to get into it, like this is going to be a really, really cool way to watch a game if you're not at the stadium, which obviously when we're on the road, you're not at the game. So um, I, I think it's really cool. I, I, if I were here, I would probably get my kids and force them to come out here with me to watch it. But I do think it would be a cool event if you get a chance to come out to come check it out because it will cool. be pretty cool. All right. Uh, let's get back in. Let's get some questions. We got some phone calls. The number is 888-855-2297. We got a call from Kyle in Austin. Kyle, what up? Hey, today. Hey, what How you up? Doing? Yeah, hey, long-time listener and big fan of all the shows. Appreciate Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it makes the drive to work every day a whole lot easier. <laughs> we appreciate and, it. And uh, I will say this, uh, you know, Dak's playing playing well. You know, I don't think he's uh, the MVP as of this point. There's some games that he's made some mistakes, you know. And uh, we went down to New Orleans game, you know, with the uh, Star Sports Tours. Put a plug in for those guys. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But uh, he has got to... There's, there's just a couple mistakes that he makes, and I think as he progresses, he will be there. But I don't think he's at that MVP yet, as of yet. 
and uh, they built a team around him that is a Super Bowl contending team. And uh, some of those other guys deserve some effect. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't have that, uh, that's for sure. And uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that. So I'd have to put those guys, even Lamar Jackson, uh, higher than him on the MVP talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't disagree. We don't disagree at all there. Uh, but, you know, being in the con- in the conversation is good. That's where you want your quarterback to be. Um, the one thing that I, I think that, that the Cowboys need to do better, and Dak, this goes with Dak, they, they have got to figure out ways to pass the ball from the seven-yard line, from the nine-yard line, from the three-yard line. Um, because if they're not going to be able to run it in, they still have to figure out ways to, to, to get that blocked better and scheme it open. You know, I mean, last night you watched the Chargers. They went for two, down nine. Don't understand that. I didn't think that was a good idea with a minute to go in the third quarter down nine. Because if you don't get that, then now you're, you're guaranteeing that you have to go down twice and score. But they drew up a play that they probably knew was going to work 1,000%, and it did. And the tight end was wide open. Mm-hmm. Or what? maybe it wasn't a tight end. Yeah, it was. But I'm just saying they've got to do better with passing the ball in there. And I think that goes with Dak and that goes with Kellen Moore and all that. That's the one knock, I think, because when you get down there and you're not going to run it in from the four-yard line on third and goal, they haven't proven that they can do that. And the beauty is they have – they have the talent on the field to really be able to do some interesting scheme things. When yeah. you start thinking about all the different parts they could use between Pollard and Zeke and Dak being able to run versus throw, and then the receivers that you have, and then the tight end, like they have a lots, they have lots of options to where they can create these interesting scenarios where defenses really have to kind of choose which way they're going to go, and in making a choice, something's going to come open, right? right. Um, it just, it, it, you're right. They're going to have to just figure out how to use those things and how to have what they do this week, build on what they can do next week and the week after and the week after because that's how you you ultimately get people to bite on things you want to do, you, you want to be able to do. All right. All right, let's take another call. We got a call from Bobby in Oklahoma. Bobby, what up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No, sure. no problem. I wanted to quickly tell you about two or three things I'm expecting Sunday and want your opinion on. Knowing the team and the coach we're going to play, I think the number one thing is they will figure out a way to take advantage of our four special teams. I don't know if it'll be a turnover, if it'll be a muff, if it'll be a a return, but Bill Belichick is just too good at exploiting your weakness. And uh, along that line, I think I would expect that it's out of their norm. And I I would expect a heavy run game of power. Dallas has had problems stopping that this year. And until they show they can stop it, Bill Belichick has proven that he will continue to do something until you stop it. And then I'm worried about some of those iffy throws that Dak makes, like the one that Slay missed on the interception. Um, They got two good cornerbacks that won't miss those. So I'm just worried about coaching and discipline in this game above all else. I'm just wondering your thoughts. Mm -hmm. All right. I watched that game. Uh, We were – Flying back, we got to watch some of the Eagles Patriots game, and they just don't have. They just make smart plays. I mean, they they are a smart football team. They don't beat themselves, and, and they don't and miss opportunities. They don't. And one thing that I, I watched in that game is every time the Eagles, even when they caught the ball, man, those guys are all over them. They they cover really well. So yeah, those corners is it McCourty and Gilmore? Are those yeah. the two corners? And then, well, they have a McCourty at safety too, yeah, right? Both the brothers, yeah, they have yeah, the twin brothers, yeah. But those those corners are good, and you know Slay's good. They just they got they got fortunate there. Um, now you listen to Amari talk after the game. He said 
he knew he wasn't going to be able to get that ball because of the trajectory. I mean, your eyes tell you something different because it looked like it went straight through his hands. But he said, based on the trajectory, he didn't think he had a shot to make that play. Garrett he knew was kind of saying that yesterday, too. Then the way slay. he had his body turned. Yeah. That, yeah, with yeah. Dak facing, yeah. Yeah, Amari was saying there's no way he could have made that play. He didn't think. That's why he knew it would get to him. But, you know, who knows? The cliche with the Patriots is that they are, you know, it really is a cliche, but it's true. Is like they're going to take away the best thing you do and make you beat them another way. I'm curious what that means. Yeah. I, like, what do they think? Is, are they going to load up on Ezekiel Elliott? Are they going to just go out of their way to double Amari Cooper and make the other receivers step up the way they did against Detroit? Do you, I mean, it, which it's a little bit harder for a quarterback, but are you going to clog and cover and just not give Dak any throwing lanes? Like, what do the Patriots think? is the Cowboys' best bet to beat them. And I don't necessarily know. I will say this. The one thing you seem to notice watching the Patriots is it's not like other teams where they come in with their game plan and that's what they're going to do, or maybe even just do that for a half. They adjust, it seems like, from series to series. So the first series, it could be, hey, we noticed the Cowboys love to run on their first series. We're going to stop the run and make them do something else. Hey, we noticed by the time they figure out the run isn't working, they start going to Amari. So the second series, we're going to stop Amari. Like, I just think this coach is on a whole different level when it comes to how he prepares his team and how they morph game to game and within yep. games to what they do. I mean, how often do you see teams that go from 3-4 to 4-3 in games? Like, they do that they, kind of These stuff. guys run like a 1-6-4 yeah, half crazy. the time. It is crazy. And and it goes against what Jason Garrett's philosophy is. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that philosophy of we do what we do that gets your ass kicked against guys like this because he's like, please do what you do because <laughs> I fixed it. I, I know how yeah. to beat it. And and if you're just going to be hell-bent on doing that, then you're not going to win. Now, I, I know that it's a little bit more than that. The Cowboys have made adjustments. You can't say that they don't. They're one of the best teams in the third quarter this year. They come out of halftime. They, they've been making adjustments. But um, – this is it's going to be on a different level here, and I think David makes a great point. Like that, I'm sure Belichick, you know, they have an answer. But if you say, well, you know, we can't let Dak beat him, we're going to have to make sure that he doesn't get that. Well, that's kind of what the Cowboys have wanted all along. Yeah, I also like that point of the phone call about special teams. Yes. I don't think we've talked enough about how about inconsistent special teams has been, both when they've been returning and when they've. Okay. Been punting. So what do you think is the biggest problem for special teams right now? You can throw out punt returns. You could throw out field goals. You could throw out coverage units. What do you think is the biggest challenge? Here is something I wonder about. I want to clarify this, too. Think about Tony Pollard. Uh, somebody actually asked Garrett about it yesterday, and he clarified. He had two really memorable kick returns. He messed up the opening kick. He tried to – or yeah, it was, or was it the, yeah, the kick after the Lions touchdown? He sort of tried to kneel on the half yard line and realized he, he didn't quite do know that. what he wanted to do. Like, which, but yeah. the the one, the second one in the fourth quarter was actually a great play by yeah. Tony. Like he played that the way he was supposed to. They were basically trying to have their kick and eat it too. They didn't want to run a full hands team, but they didn't want to run a true kickoff team. So they basically were like, just get up on the five, and if it goes over your head, then did you say kick and eat it too. Yeah, he did. You didn't get that? Uh, I, I thought you said, did it on purpose. I said cake. Oh, well, you did You uh, absolutely said kick. That that would, been like, that's, why, just, that's why I, I should have just That's a Dave yeah. thing That is say. such a Dave thing. And he, but he did it without even pausing. You know, sometimes you'll pause and you catch it. But he didn't. So I'm not like, as okay. clever as y'all think I am. I didn't do that on purpose. Okay. It was um, good. Either way, 
it went over his head and just took a fantastic bounce. Like, yeah. I mean, nine out of ten times that goes through the end zone, and it's not a big deal. The, the main point, though, is I wonder if the Patriots see that and try to exploit a rookie running back's decision-making process. Like, sky the ball and try to have it bounce in, inside the five. Try to make him make a judgment on whether or not he needs to come out to field it. I wonder if that could bite And them. that's the kind of stuff that Belichick does. Like, yeah. He looks for those kinds of sometimes weaknesses that other people don't really recognize. And he says, I'm going to test this. I'll just test it and let's see what happens. And sometimes it pays off big dividends for them. I mean, they are going to be, I think they're going to be going for the ball after Zeke had that fumble last week. They're going to be looking for opportunities. There's been two games this year, games where, where Zeke's given it up. I think they look at that and say, hey, there's an opportunity for us to get turnovers. And this yeah. defense is really good at getting turnovers. In the start of the game. We've seen I mean, so many slow starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, uh, you know, injuries have certainly hurt that special teams. It always does. I mean, that's that's where the trickle down is when you've got backups that now have to play and start. And then all of a sudden you have backups in special teams. And that's where the kind of the confusion comes into play. So uh, it's not an excuse. That's what good teams have. They they have they figure out ways to do that. But I think injuries by far have been uh a contributing factor to the spe- to the special teams issues, but doesn't matter. No one cares. You got to clean it up this week, and they you know, should have Heath back. So yeah. that's nice. But you know, kick the ball out of the end zone. I mean, that kick it out of the end zone, and 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 the easier said than done, especially outside. But they're going to have to do that. I mean, this guy can make a sixty three yard field goal uh, without a tee. He needs to be able to get get that ball out and and not make it an issue. And maybe. When it it might snow, it might be snowing at this game. I don't know if y'all have looked at the forecast. It's like a. Lo- Is it? It won't be at the watch party. Thank you, Danny. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, we wish Danny we were wins. there. It's snow is in the forecast in Foxborough. There's a low of 26. I don't know if it will be snowing during the game. The point being, I don't think that I would try very many super long field goals in these elements. That's hey, that's what I was getting at. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll. That's been, you know, one of those things we'll we'll see in pregame warmups, and and you know I'm sure one way will be different than the other, but yeah, it, it it's been a lot of different things with the special teams unit. You know, it, it's been the punt, it's been you know, punt coverage. It's, it's it's. You have to wonder how much is the execution or just communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's been a major issue. I mean, obviously, in the last couple of weeks we've talked about that a lot. I think is mostly communication, yeah. but something's you know, not working. Sometimes when you keep these players in the th- you know as your third team, you know whatever receiver, tight end, lineman, whatever, you know you're keeping them for their for their ability to play that position, but they become a liability when you have to play them on special teams, mm-hmm. and that's that's been something that, that it's always a tough balance. Is this guy going to be on the team because of special teams, or is he on the team because in some in two or three years we think he's going to be a really good player at this position? But right now, we got to have him play special teams. People used to get so mad because it seemed like when Rich Bisaccia was here, he had like seven guys on the team were just here to play special teams, and it used to aggravate people, but their special teams were, were pretty good. Right, yep. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Back tomorrow for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Danny Sarek. I am Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!